Welcome into another edition of the All Things Bama podcast, powered by BamaCentral.com, your Sports Illustrated home for all Crimson Tide news and information. I'm your host, Tyler Martin, joined, as always, uh, for the Monday episode with Joey Blackwell of BamaCentral.com. And we're here to talk about Alabama's, uh, they're on the brink of winning the SEC regular season men's basketball title. And just talk about the, the crazy weekend we saw in Tuscaloosa where, where, where every sports team almost was, was winning games left and right. Um, and then get into a little football at the end. Uh, so, Joey, man, glad to have you on here. Um, man, just what a weekend for Alabama. And Alabama really is turning into an everything school. <laughs> Everything school is absolutely right. Uh, we saw when we saw gymnastics upset number two LSU this weekend. We saw Alabama baseball get their get a opening weekend sweep of McNeese State. Of course, basketball uh, uh, beating Vanderbilt and um, now moving up in both polls this week. Uh, just and softball uh, w- winning four games as well. Just just an incredible weekend for Alabama athletics. Yeah, let's start on the hardwood, Joey. Alabama getting past Vanderbilt, eighty-two to seventy-eight, in a game where things looked sloppy uh, uh, for 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 a large portion of the game. There was, you know, some bright spots. I mean, Jane Shackford, obviously, Javon Quinterly played really well. Reese played well. Tyler Barnes got the start on Senior Day, which was really awesome. Really cool story there. Um, but man, Alabama now one win away from from winning a share of the conference title. Two wins away from winning it outright. Um, Joey, just, man, um, it was really cool because those seniors, right, Herb Jones, John Petty, Alex Reese, those three especially have done, have played a huge role in in just in reversing course and in changing this program around, doing a 180, and uh, it's, it's, it was phenomenal to see, and I know that all the uh, Alabama fans that were in attendance and the ones that were watching at home when they, when they saw them get on it, I mean, I, I know, you know, a lot of, for a lot of them, it had to be really emotional, um, because those guys, man, have put so much effort, blood, sweat, and tears into the program. And to see this kind of year that they're having and to see this, you know, what could potentially happen, um, it's, it's just ultimately really moving and really groundbreaking. And, you know, these players have been through a lot. You know, of course, they were all recruited by Avery Johnson. And um, I'm sure when uh, when Johnson departed and, and Oates was hired, I'm sure that they were they were definitely considering leaving the program, which is understandable, you know, with coaching change that might not necessarily have been uh, Oates might not necessarily have had the same style that you know they were looking for, and Oates convinced them to stay, and and here they are, you know, a couple of years later, um, you know, in the AP poll that was announced, you know, less than an hour ago, Bama's moved up to sixth in the country, and the Ferris Motors coaches poll they're up to seven, and. Just a remarkable season they built with an 18 and five record, 13 and one in the SEC. I mean, we all knew this team was going to be good, but going 13 and the one SEC at this point is is incredible, and it just goes to show the dedication of these seniors. You know, Reese has been really doing well um, this this you know these past few weeks. He had 10 points, and you know if you, if you kind of drift away from the seniors and look at the young guys, you know it's it's Oates is use, utilizing the seniors from from the Avery Johnson years. And then also utilizing his his recruits that he's brought into the program, you know, like um, Jaden Shackelford and and you know uh, Javon Quinterly and Josh Primo, and um, just a really solid effort this past weekend. It was not an easy game against Vanderbilt, you know. Um, you know Scotty Pippen Jr. was was thought really the entire team was remarkable from beyond the arc. They shot forty three percent from three, and um, just an, an incredible game and a really really big game coming up against Arkansas on Wednesday night. 
Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, Scottie Pippen Jr. played fantastic in that game. Him and Shackelford just trading buckets. But what I think is most impressive, Joey, is that Nate Oates is uh, he's he's just developing a lot of talent, right? Like like Herb Jones has gotten substantially better. Alex Reese has gotten substantially better. John Petty has gotten substantially better. I mean, since Oates has been there, like I mean. And, and that yes, they had two years with Avery Johnson and now two years with Nate Oates, but but I think there's a real argument to be made that that they wouldn't have maybe experienced this with Avery Johnson. Like Nate Oates is the guy their best basketball of their careers. No, absolutely. I, I completely agree with that. And I think a lot of that has to come has to go along with the effort and the blue collar mentality he's instilled with them. You know, Petty and, and, and Reese were, were 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 decent players under Avery Johnson, but They've had experienced a, a huge turnaround um, since those days with him, and um, you know, with Petty two years ago, you had never seen Petty die for a loose ball, or you wouldn't really have seen a, a necessarily a lot of blocks from from Reese or, or effort in the paint, and you really see those guys. You know, you see Alex Reese in his tall frame, you know, falling out of bounds to try to you know diving after loose balls to keep them in bounds, and you just wouldn't see that kind of effort two years ago, and. I think that effort is really what's turned around their seasons and is why, you know, Petty has gone from, you know, a, you know, it, lucky to be drafted to, you know, potentially a, you know, a, a late first round pick. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, and now Alabama is traveling to Arkansas on Wednesday night, eight o'clock tip on ESPN two. Arkansas is moved up to number 20. Alabama moved up to number six. It's, 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 the, it's the highest Alabama has been ranked this, this late in the season since 2002. And it's the first ranked me- meeting between two top 25 teams in Bud Walton Arena since 1998. So this game's got a lot on the line, a lot of pressure um, for both teams. Oh, well, uh, Alabama, I, I think Alabama's got the pressure on them, I should say. But Arkansas, they've won seven of their last eight, Joey. They're playing some really great basketball ever since Alabama mollywopped them back in Tuscaloosa back on January 16th. You know, they beat them. Maybe they beat them by 31 points, um, but Arkansas's really figured it out. Um, Moses Moody's been playing unbelievable, and th- this is a game where it's like, man, Alabama hasn't won in Fayetteville. They've only won twice in the last 16 years there. Now, yeah. this year, this year has been, it's it's been, hey, Alabama, hey, you know, we haven't won this far in Rupp. Well, they well, they won in Rupp. Well, Alabama hasn't won in Auburn since then. Well. That they won this year, and the same in Tennessee, in Thompson Bowling Arena. So this year's been kind of a you know a curse breaking, I should say, kind of curse breaking kind of season. Um, but Fayetteville has not been easy, and in this game, I mean, this is this is going to be an NCAA tournament feel to it. And Alabama, I mean, it's good that Bruner got some minutes right. I mean, he was still rusty, but defensively, oh my gosh, defensively he uh, he had so much to an already good defensive team. Um, but he's going to be better. Uh, you know, Jawan Gary didn't have to – he still – he sat out um, against Vanderbilt. So, so maybe they get Jawan Gary back. But Rojas is still getting kind of healthy too as well. Um, but but this is a game where Alabama is going to need everybody, and they're going to need everybody to contribute and, 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 and find, you know, a, a different level than they had the Vandy game. Yeah, and, and just to touch on Bruner, you know, really good to see him back. You know, he – and in, in, in only, you know, he, he played uh, only 17 minutes, but he had, um, I'm sorry, he only he only played 19 minutes, but he, he led the team with six rebounds and um, five of those coming on the defensive end of the court. Um, uh, he also had a, had a block and a steal. Um, so it's really good to have, have, have a big back. They've really missed Bruner. You know, when, when Bruner was out, they still played well initially, but then I think when they got 
you know, had that stretch of a couple of weeks where they weren't playing their best. I think that was largely because of Bruner's absence and the missing him on the defensive end of the court. But um, great to have him back. Um, you're absolutely right. This Wednesday is going to have a, an NCAA, NCAA tournament feel to it. If Alabama is able to pull off the win, then, of course, they win a share of the conference. And then if they can beat Mississippi State, which you'll actually be at that game at Mississippi State on Saturday, if they're able to pull off that win, then they win the regular season title for the first time since uh, 2002, I believe it was, and um, the last time they were ranked this high this late in the season. So um, it, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, this team has been has been really fun to watch all year long, and it's only going to get even better as the season um, continues. And like you said, hopefully they'll have Jawan Gary back this week. You know, if not Wednesday, maybe Saturday, and hopefully they'll be back up to full strength heading into the SEC tournament in just a couple of weeks here. Yeah, and you know, looking at it, Joey, it's like okay, Arkansas is sitting at nine and four, Alabama sitting at thirteen and one. So, at worst, at worst, Alabama, you know, if they tack on that Texas A and M game at the end, right, but the, the weekend that it, the SEC is allowed for COVID makeups, you know, if Alabama, I mean, God forbid, was somehow to, to, to lose out, right? I mean, which I don't, I don't think is going to happen. Of course, they would finish thirteen and five, and if Arkansas won out, and Arkansas got a game tacked on at the end, right? Arkansas. Um, could could finish fourteen and four, right? So I mean, there's 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 a chance, but it's I mean, man, Alabama's got to be ready to go. Um, this is a game where where they can't afford a, a lackadaisical start. Um, all you all you got to do is win one, and you win a share of it. Now, a and excuse me, Arkansas also had a game postponed with a And M this past weekend. So the, it, the schedules, the postponements, it's all a huge mess. I'm not gonna lie to you, Joey. Uh, it's hard to figure all this. All this crap because it is crap, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean, A and A and M has missed. I mean, A and M has missed like seven games. They haven't played in since January thirtieth. So coming up on a month, they haven't played because their game, this mid, their midweek game against Kentucky this week got postponed. So they haven't played in almost a month. Arkansas has missed some games. Everybody's been missing some games, and Alabama's only missed one. Um, but like, it's been hard to kind of figure out and kind of pinpoint. Hey, you know, this is what Alabama needs to do to win for sure because it's been kind of confusing with that. Um, but if there's games tacked on at the end, you know, like if Alabama was to just win these next three, then they don't have to worry about getting a game tacked on because they're only going to get tacked on if they mean something. My point is, saying all this, is to say Alabama needs to take care of business sooner rather than later, of course. Yeah, and, and you know, what, what's funny is that, you know, if, if let's hypothetically say that the season ends with, with, a, with a tie between the two, then it's, you know, between Alabama and Arkansas, then where is that A&M game awarded? Does, you know, does it go to Arkansas and give them a chance to win, or does it go to Alabama and give them a chance to win? You know, it's – or to lose. You know, if they, if they lose again, they'd have a worse overall winning percentage. But it's uh, – it is, it is a mess, but, you know, that's, you know, hopefully Alabama can decide it. You know, they have three games left, and if they can win two, two of those three, then it's it's all over. Um, so hopefully we won't ha- it won't have to come to that. Yeah, so I'm looking at um, I'm looking at the two schedules right now. Um, because, because, because here's the thing. Arkansas was supposed to play Texas A&M twice, Saturday, February 6th, and then Saturday, February 20th, they were supposed to travel to College Station. Both of their games with A&M have been postponed. And Arkansas also has, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they have a tough game against uh, LSU on Saturday as well, right? Yeah, yeah, that, but but that is two at home. That is also in Fayetteville, and then they've got out at South Carolina while Alabama finishes up with Auburn and Coleman Coliseum. 
um, on Tuesday, March 2nd. So, but yeah, but, but like I said, if Alabama just takes care of business this week, man, they ain't got to worry about getting a game tacked on. Um, they can just go ahead and be called SEC champions, right? Um, and we, we can kind of get move on with this and kind of really get focused on, on March, right? And that's where that's where we're headed. And Alabama right now is a one seed in the SEC tournament, projected a two seed in the NCAA tournament. But but big things ahead. And remember, Alabama Arkansas tips at eight o'clock on Wednesday on ESPN two. Joey, let's kind of switch over to the diamond. Alabama baseball was back. You were there covering all three games for us at Bama Central. Um, just kind of give me your um, you know your big takeaways from a weekend sweep over the McNeese State Cowboys. First things first, you know, there was a lot of questions surrounding Alabama's offense after losing um, a couple of their key players last year, you know, including uh, senior utility Brett Auerbach. But um, this, this past weekend showed that the, these young guys they have are going to be just fine. Of course, you know, everybody remembers the name Owen Diodotti from last year. Uh, yesterday, on, on that being Sunday, he had a grand slam to kind of break the game wide open for Alabama, and Alabama ended up winning 9-6, um, to six, excuse me, 9-5. to five. Um, and then on top of that, on Saturday, you know, you had Diodotti once again hitting a game-tying home run in the eighth inning to make it um, three-all. And then, the you know, the second player that I wanted to highlight was, was Zane Denton, you know, the, the um, sophomore third baseman. He had an incredible uh, incredible series. Um, he also had two home runs. He had the, the, the walk-off home run on Saturday night and then another – uh, game tying home run yesterday. I'm sorry, not game tying. He actually took the lead with that two run home run um, after trailing. Uh, the thing is, is that you know this team showed they they trailed in two of the three games. They didn't trail in the first game, but they trailed in the in the second and third game and uh, games and um, really shows their fight and determination coming back. Another you know uh, another thing was their impressive pitching. You know, uh, Dylan Smith started on Sunday, then he had Antoine John on on Saturday and. And of course, the 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 phenom, the ace, Connor Prelip on Friday. All three of them had solid um, starts. Um, the one thing that's a little concerning right now is their 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 relievers. Um, the closer, they you know they've got Chase Lee and and and, and Brock Guffey, and they they both did great. But um, as far as you know, kind of bridging the gap in between the starters and the closers, they had have had some difficulties. Um, hit yesterday. Um, uh, Grayson hit was having, you know, he gave up uh, three, uh, four straight hits and three straight runs that gave McNeese State um, the lead right after Smith walked off the mound. Um, and you can't really surrender that, you know, in non-conference. I think you especially can't surrender those kind of runs in SEC play. So um, overall, though, it was a great start. You know, McNeese is no pushover. They're 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 a solid program and. Um, you know, it's a great way to open the season three and oh. Now Alabama, of course, travels to Jacksonville State on Tuesday. They'll be playing away and then they'll return home uh on Wednesday and then they have another weekend series at home. So um just a lot going on for Alabama baseball, you know, a, a lot to be excited about, but you know, there's still a long way for this team to go before SEC play in a few weeks. No doubt there's a lot going on. Gymnastics also upset. Number two LSU softball got a big sweep, went 4-0 in the Bama Bash against Liberty and LSU. And uh, swimming and diving had their best finish since 2003. They finished uh, fourth in the SEC championships uh, for the women's swimming and diving team, which is phenomenal. And one thing, I can't believe this cross, this didn't cross my mind, Joey. Well, it, it did cross my mind, but I, I forgot to mention it on here, was the Nate Oates extension, right? It was kind of like, ooh, I want, we, we've talked about it so much because it happened later on. It happened on Thursday, but we've talked about it on so many other outlets um, on our Facebook Lives, and we did a couple stories on it. But, but I just wanted to touch on it just for a moment here. 
it feels to me, Joey, that Alabama is getting Nate at a, at a, at a discount. To be honest with you, and I'm not. It's kind of crazy to say he's still being underpaid, but but I really do think he is underpaid right now. Yeah, I mean, he's not even in the top ten. You know, the highest paid coaches in 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 college basketball, which you know it's understandable. He's still you know this is only his second year, but it wouldn't surprise me if you know Bama wins the NCAA tournament in the next few years, or or you know makes it to the Final Four for them to add on to that. But um, to, just to keep him there. But what impressed me was the the buyout amount, and you know, Oates kind of summed that up perfectly. And the buyout's over ten million dollars now, and you know, like I said, Oates summed it up perfectly in talking about how you know it, it shows he completely agreed with it because it shows his commitment to this program. He and his family are very happy here, and on the other end, it also shows Alabama's commitment to him. Knowing that he, you know, that he, that they, he's their guy, and over the past two seasons, he has proven that he's there, that he's Alabama's guy, and um, happy to see him around here till twenty twenty seven. But hopefully, he'll be here a lot longer than that. Agreed, Joey and, and Greg Byrne. I mean, he's moving fast on this and getting it done, and that was really good to see. Just the aspect of it, hey, you know, because you think about it, Joey. If Alabama was to go to the Elite Eight this year, and they were to go to maybe even a Final Four this year and they didn't have this done, I mean, what do you think Nate's price tag is there? I mean, that's, it's got to be over. It's got to be closer to four than 3.2, what it is now, right? I mean, it, you you got him at a great point before, you know, he does make that run, before he's, before the other schools really do come calling. Yeah, and especially, you know, when Oates started doing really well here, it did concern me just a little bit because it's like, okay, this guy's getting really good really fast. That's exactly what he did at Buffalo. And obviously what he did back in high school as well. And, and as an assistant, you know, he's he's grown ridiculously fast. You know, just eight years ago, this guy was coaching, you know, you know was teaching high school and, and coaching high school basketball. And now he's a, you know, a, a head coach at a at a power five school. Um, it's ridiculous the amount of growth that he's had over those years. And, um, you know, now, when, when, like I said, when, when he first started getting real, I was concerned because, you know, you never know when. You know, the elite coaches in college basketball, you know, they're they're getting up there. You know, you have the the John Calipari and the Mike Shashevskis and the and the and the and the um uh, coach in North Carolina, White. What's his first name? I'm blanking on his name. Um Williams. Roy Williams. Yeah, Roy Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um sorry, I forgot his last I forgot his last name there for a second. But anyways, you know, they're all getting up there in age, you know, and, and these these big blue blood programs are gonna need some some young talent in there soon and you know, Oates is the type of guy that I'm sure they'd all be looking for. But now that Oates has signed that extension, um, hopefully he'll be around in Tuscaloosa for a while and we won't have to worry about that for a bit. Yeah, no doubt about it. And Nate and his family love Tuscaloosa. And it's just, it's really good to see that Alabama's going to have some stability inside the basketball program. Lastly, Joey, on Monday morning, Albert Breer, Sports Illustrated Zone, you know, in, in his Monday morning uh, quarterback column, he was he, he was talking uh, he he gave a Mac Jones and a Tua Tagovailoa nugget, and he was talking with some sources from the Senior Bowl and, and down there that week. And and Mac Jones had the and Devontae Smith had the opportunity to sit down with every team. I think I think actually thirty one of thirty two they sat with for fifteen minutes and did like this kind of like speed dating type deal, right? And mm-hmm. and they sat Devontae Smith down. One team did, and they asked him point blank, Tua Tagovailoa or Mac Jones. And without hesitation, before even the question finished, Devontae Smith said Mac Jones. Now, yes, you look at the numbers. Devontae Smith was the leading receiver with Tua Tagovailoa in 2019. Um, and Devontae Smith wins the Heisman with Mac Jones in 2020. So 
how do you think Alabama fans should view that? Um, I mean, I think you take it at face value. You know, all wide receivers have quarterbacks they prefer. I mean, uh, yes, Devontae Smith had the second and 26 moment with Tua Tonga-Vailoa, but he didn't win the Heisman with Tua Tonga-Vailoa. Um, you know, he did that this past year, and um, I, I, I don't really understand the controversy behind it, to be completely honest with you. I mean, I get it that Tua Tonga-Vailoa kind of helped put Devontae Smith on the map in a way, but with Mac Jones there and, you know, it really gave Devontae Smith opportunity to thrive. And I don't think he'd be where he is right now if it weren't for Mac Jones getting the ball to him. And um, I know a lot of people kind of took it the wrong way. Not that they took it as more of an insult to Tua rather than as a compliment for Mac. And I don't necessarily agree with that. I think, you know, all wide receivers have a preference. And I think that he was just stating in the moment who he liked to, you know, to who he, who, who was, who his favorite leader on the team was. You know how I take it, Joey? I take it like this. Mac Jones is there. Devontae Smith and Mac obviously have a great relationship. And Tua and Devontae have a great relationship, too. I mean, heck, you know, Devontae Smith is on the NFL Network talking about how he, him and Tua were talking about running it back in Miami, right? I mean, there's obviously something there. And when I hear Devontae Smith said Mac Jones, it's like, Okay, well, your boy over here is trying to be a first-round pick. Why wouldn't you hype him up, right? Like, why wouldn't you? Tua, Tua's already – he was the number fifth overall pick last year. Like, why would you – like, why why wouldn't you say Mac Jones in that situation? Not because yeah. you think Mac maybe is better than, better than Tua, but just from my perspective, I just think um, it, it's just a way to hype up Mac Jones, man, and get teams to fall in love with him. That's what, that's what I think it is at the end of the day. No, exactly. I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, Tua has already got a team. He's got a he's got a franchise he's going to be with for the foreseeable future. And you said unless it yourself. They for Deshaun Watson, unless they trade him for Deshaun Watson. Unless they trade him for Deshaun Watson, with which I think the fans – I don't know how the fans would react to that. I'm not a Miami fan myself, so I can't say. But um, I, I, I just think that it's been blown up bigger than, than it should be. And I, I think that – I, I don't really understand the the controversy behind it. I, I, I completely agree with you in that, you know, he's trying to build up Mac. You know, Mac has this a crowded quarterback room this year. And, you know, you have Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields and Zach Wilson and, and, and along with Mac and others. And, you know, giving Mac Jones that edge to, you know, maybe bump him from a 15th pick to an 8th pick or wherever he lands, you know, the higher you go, the more money you make, um, you typically so. I think that's what makes the most sense for him to talk up his quarterback that you know that helped him win the Heisman. Why wouldn't you hype him up? And that's what I believe Devontae Smith is doing. But Joey, thanks for coming on here, man. Look forward to you know talking again really soon. And uh, you know maybe maybe there's two more Alabama basketball wins we can talk about next time. Maybe maybe we'll be sitting here talking about Alabama as the outright basketball champions of the Southeastern Conference. It sure would be nice, and I'm looking forward to talking with with you about it. Thank you for having me. Well, for Joey Blackwell, I'm Tyler Martin, and this has been another edition of the All Things About Podcast. Make sure you guys like, rate, subscribe on all platforms, and uh, feel free to chime in on Twitter um, at Stephen Tyler underscore 15, at Bama Central, at Blackwell Sports. Chime in. Join the conversation. Uh, We appreciate you guys, and thank you so much for listening. Have a great week.